How you doing, everybody? It's your guy, Taz Angel, and you are here for another episode of Car Talk with Taz the Angel. Good conversation you can ride to. And first and foremost, you know how I start. I appreciate everyone uh, for listening, for supporting, for sharing, commenting, liking. The, uh, the donations are greatly appreciated. Um, the PayPal and Cash App, you know. And um, like I said, those are greatly appreciated because it's like I said, you know, this, I'm, I'm attempting to make this a business so I can then make it a career, you know. And to be a business, I have to um, make income. So I appreciate these donations. I appreciate the the assistance in building this um and it's not not just the financial ones like i said the likes the comments the shares uh posting them in different groups on facebook or sending them in your group chats and all that uh people telling me that they've made it to where um as soon as i post they get an automatic notification like those things are incredibly important to me um and i really appreciate that because you guys, y'all don't, you don't have to listen, and I don't, and not only do you not have to listen, but after you're done listening, you don't have to do anything else, but you do, and I appreciate you all for that. I really do. Um, so today's episode will be um, addressing something I said in my last episode, and in my last episode, I actually said that after the phrase came out. I say, you know what? That sounds like it's going to be another episode. Uh, so this is that episode. And the title is Help People Because You Can't Save Them. Right? Um, and the reason why I say that and the, the way I came to that conclusion is through years. <laughs> years of trial and error uh, bumping my head against the wall because I just had a heart to never want to see anyone hurt never see never want to see anyone sad never want to see anyone crying I only want to see people happy and because of that type of heart with the with a lack of training along with it, um, I was I was just trying to save everyone, man. If I saw you sad, I don't, it didn't matter what I was doing. I'm stopping it and I'm addressing it. Hey, what's going on? How can I help you? And for the most part, uh, that is a very, I think, good trait to have, a good desire to have. I'm going to put the hood on now because it's... Um, it's about 42 degrees out here. You know, I got the scalp out. So we're going to just cover that up a little bit. Just a little bit. I ain't going to put it all the way over. Just, you know, just a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but um, just trying to save everyone in, instead of just assisting, instead of just helping. I put myself in bad positions at times. Several occasions, because I was just jumping in front of bullets that weren't aimed at me, and I wasn't 
considering the fact that in my life I have some that are already aimed at me. So it's only so much damage I can take. It's only so many bullets I can take. Um, even on freaking Call of Duty, when you have your flak jacket and all that, it's still a certain amount of bullets you can take before you hit the ground. Uh, <laughs> like it just, it just is what it is. So I didn't have the the uh, wherewithal to know what that placement was or to to know what that amount was. I didn't know my limit um, because it was either me helping, or me trying to save everyone I could, or me just being down in the dumps. And one of the reasons why is because I was uh, producing much more of an output than an input. And what I mean by that is I was helping some, I was trying to save so many people. And the reason why I keep correcting that is because those two things are different, um, which is which is why I have the title. And, you know, as I continue speaking, I'll clarify the differences uh, as best I can. <clears throat> So I was trying to save so many people that I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable with anyone because I thought I had to be Superman all the time. I never took the time out to be Clark Kent because I had to be Batman all the time. I never took the time out to be Bruce Wayne. You know, I didn't allow myself to feel like a human at times. I didn't allow uh, or or I didn't allow myself to be a human with others. I go to sit to myself and be like, man, what am I going to do about blah, blah, blah. How am I going to fix this? How can I stop doing this? How can I start doing that? I'd be a human to myself, but I'd go in the cave first. Put the rock in front of the entryway. I wouldn't let nobody in. Because, again, I thought I had to just, I had to be the savior without sounding like I was trying to be Jesus because I wasn't trying to be that. I wasn't trying to be um, above. I wasn't trying to be almighty. <laughs> almighty. But I wasn't trying to be almighty um, or anything like that. But I was just um, giving way too much and not allow allowing myself to uh, know who to receive the um, help who to receive it from to who to who to replenish when I was drained I didn't know who to go to for that and um, it was just uh, it was a lot of difficult times because I'm a very literal person but I have been able to make a few adjustments but when I first started doing this, there were no adjustments. So it was pretty black and white. And in my mind, um, I thought, well, if I'm helping this person, I can get help from them. Uh, but I didn't know about the different areas because in my mind, it's like this. This is the way I thought. If someone calls me and says, hey, man, I need $50 to put on my water bill. I can't ask that very same person. Can I get $100 from them to put on my light bill? Because they're in need, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta save them. I gotta make sure they, their electricity. Don't, I mean, their water don't get cut off. What about my light stove? <laughs> um, 
but I couldn't go to that person. So because of that extremely black and white way of thinking that I was in at that time, I didn't know that there were more variables in the equation. I didn't know that there were more things to factor in. Um, like as an example, someone who may have an issue controlling their anger, I can't get help from them about anger management. However, I may be able to get help from them with financial man management. If I'm too frivolous of a spender, and as soon as I get a check, I start buying stuff, buying stuff, buying stuff, and then, oh, let me take care of these bills, and now because of my purchases, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cover all the bills when I actually had more than enough money to begin with. That person has anger issues, <clears throat> excuse me, may be able to help me with that, because those are the completely different areas. Yet, at the same time, there can be contributing factors to the primary issue, right? So, say you have someone who is an angry drunk and also an alcoholic. So, you may be trying to help them manage their anger, but that's when they're sober. But once you add the alcohol in the mix and they become the angry drunk, now some of those things have to change. So the primary focus can't only be how to manage the anger in the sober mind. It has to be, hey, maybe if we lessen the amount of this, this over here won't happen so much. You know what I mean? Um, so because of these, these things that can kind of contribute to other parts of our lives, it can get it can get real murky in those waters. In, in the words of uh, Raymond Reddington, it can be quite the sticky wicket. <laughs> that is such a funny term to me, uh, sticky wicket. I'm gonna probably I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one. That one's gonna be more more of a a more commonly used thing for me. I'm keeping that one, sticky wicket. Anyway, so. Uh, because of those things, man, you can be in quite the sticky wicket because before I can figure out all of those things in you, I got to find those things out in me first. Like, I got to find out what takes me from here and gets me over here in five seconds. But why is it when I'm right here and for the people in the audio, oh, excuse me, for the people audio only, you won't see these, these I'm giving examples with my hands. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying here. But why does it take me forever to get from here to there? I can get there super fast, but what slows me down here? I got to find out all of these things. So I have to be able to identify those, those accelerators and decelerators in my own life before I can say, hey, this is what's going on with you. You know, it's just like how... Uh, some people say you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. Uh, I believe that 100% because if I don't properly know how to love myself, how can I properly love someone else? I just don't think it's possible personally. Now, some people have uh, skewed that saying and said you got to love yourself before someone else can love you. That's not accurate. You can receive love 
even when you don't completely or properly love yourself. However, it can make it more difficult for you to identify and accept because if you don't know how to truly love yourself, how do you know how to allow someone else to truly love you? You may not know how to receive it um, because to receive it, you have to intake it, but it has to already be on the inside for you to give it. But that's a whole nother equation I, that'll get complicated too. Um, so the, the focus is, like I said, I, I have to be able to navigate those waters within myself. I have to be able to find out those contributing factors, those accelerators, things that speed up certain things and the things that slows down other things. I have to be able to find those out in myself before I can externally say, hey, this is what's going on. Um, and I think that's just the best because otherwise you become the do as I say, not as I do person. And I personally believe that that person has a lot of knowledge and nah, I can't say wisdom. That person has a lot of knowledge. It just may make people more less likely more or less likely just less likely it may make someone less likely it may make them less receptive because if you tell me not to smoke while you have a cigarette in your mouth like how you gonna tell me not to do it while you doing it yet at the same time you know the effects that it has because you're doing it. So you have the knowledge to tell me not to do it. So they have the knowledge and they have because they have the experience. Yet it is still for some people less likely that they will receive that information fully because it seems like you're being hypo hypocritical instead of being warning uh, through knowledge. Because to put it to you like this, if if I go to a store, I almost said a name. If I go to no free advertisement, if I go to a store down the street and I'm looking for Thanksgiving was a couple days ago, if I'm looking for cranberry sauce, I grab the last can. I wanted two cans and I asked one of the other employees, hey, do you have any more? And they tell me, no, that's the last can. We won't get any more until our next shipment. If you come to my house and see me opening that can and say, man, I need to get me some. I'm going to go to the store down the street. Oh, no, they don't have any. Now, you see, uh, I got mine from there, but they don't have any more. Now, you see me opening my can of it from that store. So you're like, how you going to tell me they ain't have none when I see you opening your can? Yet at the same time, because I was there and I picked that up off the shelf and I asked the employee, was there more? I have the knowledge to know that if you go there, you won't get any more cranberry sauce. Um, so those people, those types of people, they have the knowledge uh, to give those suggestions. It's just not always going to be received because of their actions. And I think that kind of goes with the 
with what the Bible says. Don't let your good works be evilly spoken of because, yeah, you're telling me something I really need to hear, but because of your actions, your good works are being evilly spoken of. So, again, I have to, I had to learn how to navigate those waters, man. And I had to know how to place people. And I, I said this in a different episode um, when I said you have to accept people for who and where they are. Uh, I had to learn how to properly place people because, again, from talking to this guy, the angry drunk, I can't go to my anger issue, go to him for my anger issues. But I can talk to him about spending money better because he. Maybe not so much because he's an alcoholic and he may overspend with alcohol, right? Hmm. So, I may have a guy who uh, is an angry drunk, but he's still, for the most part, financially responsible. He has a good amount of money. He only buys a certain amount or whatever. So, he, he doesn't buy an excess. He drinks an excess. And those can kind of go in hand-in-hand, but not always. Um, so I may be able to get, uh, I may not be able to get anger management tips from him, but I may also be able to get the, uh, financial advice. Whereas this person who is usually calm and broke, I may not be able to get money advice from them, but I have the ability to get that anger advice from them. So I had to learn to place people like, and it, and if you only listen in the surface, it sounds like you're it sounds like I'm placing people to use them. But I'm not using them, I'm utilizing them, right? Because it's no different to me. Um but I guess it's my athletic background. Uh, it's no different than putting people in their right position on the field. Tom Brady is arguably the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. But if you put him on wide receiver or at wide receiver and make him play that for a whole game, you may never hear his name. That's not his strong area. That's not his strong suit. He is not meant to catch the ball. He is meant to throw it. So because of that, if you just take him from right here at quarterback and put him outside with a corner, you may never hear his name. Heck, if he was placed there in high school and college, he may have never even made it to the pros. But because he was properly placed, he is definitely a future Hall of Famer. And like I said, arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. Well, to play in the NFL. So it's about placement, proper placement. Knowing where their strong suit is and not asking them to veer outside of that. And you have people who are versatile. You have people who are like um, Michael Vick, who can throw pretty accurately. He can also outrun a great deal of people on the field. So <clears throat> you may you may actually line him up as a running back, or or put give him a play to where he's carrying the ball like a running back. Um, you may line him up out, outside as a receiver. Because he 
has the ability to possibly outrun whoever's cornering, I mean, covering him. So it's about placement. Some people have more than one strong suit. They have more than one ability. They have more than one thing that they can be beneficial in. Um, and those are the people that you allow to be in that area. Those are the people you you go to in those areas when you're seeking help. Uh, but you can't. You you have to you have to properly place them. Because if you put Tom Brady, your Tom Brady, if you put your Tom Brady out of receiver, you may never get the help you need. You may never get the help you need. So properly placing people in your life. I said live. I want to say lives, but I, then I change it to wanting to be in, um, singular. So knowing where to place people properly in your life will greatly help you. Um, so the difference between helping and saving. Someone who saves people. Let's go go back to Superman. If someone is being shot at, Superman will run and fly in front of those bullets, take all of those bullets, and fly that person to safety. We don't have bulletproof skin and definitely don't have bulletproof emotions. So because of that, humans are not meant to save. We are meant to help. A person who helps will tell you, hey, it's pretty dangerous over there. If you go over there, you might get shot at. But once you go over there, after the warning, and you start getting shot at, I'm not running in front of your bullets. I can't. Because I don't have bulletproof skin. In front of your bullets, I never run again, may never breathe again. So, because of that, I can only do so much, I can only help so much, I can only be selfless so much. It is finite, it is limited. Someone who uh, is a save, uh, who tries to save, back to Superman. Back to Superman. Perfect example for me. If Superman sees you drowning, he's going to fly into that water, scoop you up, fly you out to safety again, right? If a lifeguard sees you in that same water drowning, what's the first thing they do? Grab a flotation device. And then they run to you. Because they can't save you. They can help you, but their help is limited. Which is why they need something to help both of you float. Because they can help you. But if you fight against them and you're attacking them because of your panic. And you're pulling them down and it's hard for them to breathe. They need that flotation device to make sure that at least. The very least. They still survive. Because they still have to help someone else. They still have to be able to help someone else. So, I said in my last episode, I developed the mentality of, I'm just a UPS guy. And I meant that. 
I had to develop that because I wanted to be the guy to fly into the water. I didn't want to grab a flotation device. But the problem was I ended up getting pulled down and drowning a few times. Now, luckily, it was emotionally, not physically, because you don't get a second chance. You may not get a second chance after drowning the first time. It's possible you can be, you know, resuscitated, but it's not a guarantee. But I drowned a few times emotionally because I just saw someone drowning and I just ran and dove in the water. But I couldn't fly, so I couldn't fly them out to safety. So now I'm just trying to hope, 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 hope I can get us both out of here. While they're panicking and they're fighting and they're pushing my head underwater and I'm getting water in my mouth and in my lungs and all that now. But hey, we, I got to do it. I got I, I to gotta save them. So because of that, again, because of trial and error, because of many instances of drowning with the other person, because of many instances of taking someone else's bullets, plural, I had to then learn to be the UPS guy. I had to learn that I am only here. Well, that I am here to deliver a message. What you do after you receive it is no longer on me. As a matter of fact, I'm the guy, not just a regular UPS guy. I'm the guy who walks up with the pad. You gotta sign for this package to verify that you receive it before you before I leave the premises. I'm not gonna just put it on your doorstep and drive off. I need you to verify that you receive this message and you understand. I mean, you receive this package and you understood that after it entered your hands, it was no longer on me. I had to develop that mentality because that kept me from drowning that kept me from taking extra bullets because I got I got bullets of my own to dodge <laughs> I got bullets of my own to dodge why would I take, take extra ones I can't because I'm going to get hit while you're fine while you're walking off cool Thanks, guy on the ground who just sacrificed himself for me, who's bleeding out. Hope 911 and the ambulance get here in time. But if not, hey, I'm good. You saved me. And that same person, after being forewarned about, hey, it's dangerous over there, you might get shot at. That same person who got shot at, and I dove in front of their bullets and took them. That same person will return to that same territory and get shot at again. So because of that, I had to learn how to become a helper because I am no savior. And I don't want to be. (laughs) I, I have no desire to be anyone's savior. I'll help. But I am not here to save. So, I appreciate you guys for watching, listening, um, sharing, commenting, 
cash shopping, PayPaling, um, all of that, man. Turning on your post notifications. I appreciate all of that. I do. <clears throat> because we are growing. And I personally look forward to seeing what we can become. Because, I mean, I think we've started pretty good, pretty well. I think we've uh, we've done pretty good so far. And to know that we're about to get bigger and better, that's a plus for me. So, I appreciate you guys for your time. I thank you. This has been another episode of Car Talk with Taz Angel. Good conversation you can ride to. And I'm out. Peace. Thank you.